praise the Lord. May God continue to strengthen your heart and mind, give you clarity and a thirst. That's it. Give you a thirst for, amen, His holy presence in all things that are of the Lord that has been given to us through Christ Jesus. Amen. Our scripture reading tonight will start from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 1 through 8. This we'll be reading in the New International Version. Amen. We'll go on to 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 through 17. That also in the New International Version. Amen. And in addition to that, we're going to go to Romans 8, 1 through 17. And again, in the New International Version. Praise God. And we'll just get the scripture reading out of the way. Again, we'll start in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 1 through 8 in the New International Versions. 1 John chapter 2 and Romans 8 is our reading all in the New International. Amen. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 1 through 8 and it says, amen, as for the other matters, amen, so he's answering a series of things, but as for the other matters, brothers and sisters or brethren, we instruct you how to live in order to please God. We instruct you how, amen, to live in order to please God. Amen. As in fact, you are living. Now, as you, uh, now we ask you and urge you in the Lord Jesus Christ, or beseech you, amen, to do this more and more. That's it, more and more. For you know what instructions, amen, we gave, you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. Verse three, it is God's will that you should be sanctified. It is God's will, it's the will of God, amen, that you should be sanctified and that you should avoid sexual immorality. Each of you, each of you should learn how to control, amen, your own body. Each should learn how to control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable in a way that is holy and is honorable, not in the passionate lust like pagans who do not know God, amen, and that it is, and that in this matter, no one should wrong or take advantage of his brother, of a brother or sister, amen. The Lord will punish all those who commit such sins, which uh, we told you and warned you before. Verse seven, for God did not call us to impurity, but to live a holy life. I got to read that again. God did not call us to impure, to be impure, but to live a holy life. Therefore, anyone who rejects these instructions does not reject human being, but God, the very God who gives a man you his Holy Spirit. That's a blessing. Praise God. Amen. For amen, the Lord uh, has not called us to impurity, but he's called us to live, amen, a holy life. And amen, anyone who in rejects these instructions does not reject a human being, but God, amen, the very God that gave us his spirit. Glory to God. First John chapter 2, verse 15 through 17, still in the New International Version, it says, do not love the world or anything of the world. Do not love the world or anything of the world. If anyone loves the world, Amen. Uh, the love of the love for the Father is not in him. If anyone loves the world, the love for the Father is not in him. For for everything in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. 
amen, it comes not from the Father, but from the world. And the world and its desires pass, pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Glory to God. Whoever does the will of God, amen, lives forever. Amen. As we look at uh, Romans chapter 8 in the New International Version, beginning at verse 1, we read down through verse 17. I know it's a lengthy portion, but it's relevant for the fast and it's relevant for where we're going. Amen. Therefore, there, there is now no condemnation to those who are in Jesus Christ Jesus. Amen. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set us free from the law of sin and death. Verse number three, for what the law was powerless to do because the weakness weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And he has condemned a man sin in the flesh. He has condemned flesh, sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled, glory to God, might be fully meet in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Those who live according to the flesh, amen, have their minds set on what the flesh desires. I got to read verse five again. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live according to what the Spirit, amen, with the Spirit, have their mind set on the, the what the Spirit desires. The mind uh, governed, governed by the flesh is death. And that word death simply means separation from life or separation from God. Amen. The mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is death. But the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. Amen. Where you read in the New International Version or the King James Version is where you get the word enmity. It literally means to be hostile against. So the mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. And it does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. And those who are in the realm of the flesh, those who walk in the flesh, those who have that carnal mindset cannot please God. Verse 9, you therefore are not in the realm of the flesh, but in the realm of the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if, the, and if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to our mortal bodies because of the spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers and sisters of, of brethren, we are, we have, an obligation, but it's not to the flesh to live according to it. But if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if you live, but if by the spirit, you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. 
That's it. Glory to God. Verse 14, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God, are grown sons in the Lord. Verse 13, 15, the Spirit uh, you receive does not make it make you slave so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you receive, amen, brought about your adoption to sonship. Thank you, Father. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit. We are God's children. That's a blessing. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his suffering in order that we may also share in his glory. Glory to God in the highest. Amen. Glory to God in the highest. We want to continue on in the thought that we had on, on amen, last night. Amen. Understanding the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Understanding the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Everything that we're going to be talking about during this fast, everything that we're going to be dealing with is going to be pointed towards the ministry of the Holy Spirit working within us, amen, first. Now, at the end, we'll talk about functioning in spiritual gifts and that thing and that sort of thing. But for the first five weeks, we're going to be dealing with the ministry, amen, of the Holy Spirit working within us and uh, working through us, praise God. This is, the, this is the thing. And the purpose of the matter of uh, this week in dealing with the Spirit and sanctification is that the more clean, the more purified, the more set apart the vessel, the more consistent and powerful, amen, the service will be, will be of that vessel. Amen. The more clean, the more purified, the more set apart the vessel, amen, the more effective and powerful the service of that vessel rendered to God will be. Amen. So prayer and fasting connects uh, us connects the believer to the reality of the sanctifying power of the Holy Spirit working within us. Amen. So when you say sanctification, you won't really go far without talking about equally purification. Amen. So the sanctification and purification. Sanctification is the process. Praise God. It's the it's it's the process of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Whereby we are being freed from the power of sin. We're being freed from the power of sin. And this thing is happening, amen, internally. It's happening internally. When we become born again of the of the Spirit, glory to God, the process is immediate and it's ongoing. It's a lifelong thing. Praise God, where we are being cleansed. We are being set apart, body, soul, and spirit for the use of the almighty God. We've been set apart. We've been cleansed. We've been purified from the inside out. Body, soul, and spirit for the use, amen, of the almighty God. It is the work of the spirit, amen. In some religious circles, in some uh, beliefs, doctrinal beliefs, they believe that this, amen, is like an ordinance. It's a work of grace. We've been born again. We've been, re amen, regenerated the work of the Spirit and regeneration and the baptism of fire is three separate acts. They believe that it's three 
amen, separate acts, amen. The other thing that's important that you got to get down in your spirit, amen, is that this work cannot be accomplished by, amen, mere, uh, merely being self-willed, merely by human effort and uh, or any other good thought, praise God, uh, mind control, whatever you want to call it, amen. Uh, it will not happen in and of our own strength, our own self-will. It has to, we have to consciously pray, amen, ask the, ask, ask the power of God in our life to sanctify us, amen, in this process as he wills. Glory to God. According to 1 Corinthians, 1 Thessalonians, the fourth chapter in verse two, he says, now, this is the will of God. I mean, verse three, amen. It is God's will that we should be sanctified. It is God's will that we uh, we should be, to be sanctified, amen. And we must have a lifelong thought pattern, a lifelong desire. Uh, this is not something that you can do, put in place, and it's on autopilot, amen. This is not something that you can do you just put in place, amen, and then it's on autopilot and you'll never struggle with temptation again. You'll never struggle to yield again. Glory to God. This is a lifelong connection. This is a lifelong submission and commitment to the internal working of the Holy Spirit in your life. And this is why we're pressing this in the fast uh, is because sometimes we can get frustrated by trying to do things in our own will and then just say, forget it. We can be frustrated, glory to God, and just say, forget it. I just, amen, I tried to live the right way. I'll just, quote unquote, do my best, amen. But the Holy Spirit has been given to us to sanctify us internally, glory to God, the work of God in us, whereby we desire the things of God. Now, the, 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 the flesh desires the things of the flesh. The spirit desires the things of the spirit. It is the one whom we choose to yield to is where, which one is going to, amen, win or, or manifest. It's the one that we choose to give our attention to. If we give our attention in fasting and in prayer and reading of the word and in fellowship to the spirit, then we build ourselves up in our most, most holy faith in the spirit. This is a choice. This is not something that God can come down from heaven with the holy angels and do for us. It is a choice for us to yield personally to the in the working of the Spirit, amen, from within us. And this is important because uh, it's, 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 it's totally possible to be a public success, amen, in a private failure, but we're failing in our private life, amen. If you see in any saint or any ascension gift, or anybody for that matter, a strong level of the move of the Spirit in the gifts, a strong level of the move of the Spirit in preaching and teaching and singing, prophecy and whatever the manifestation of the gift, equally you can best believe uh, that in, if they're doing it consistently, then in their secret closet, in their private time, there is a great submission of their life to the Spirit of God. Amen. You can best believe that their life is submitted in prayer. Amen. In their secret closet, and there 
They're surrendered under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And amen. Because of that, you will see the manifestation of great power. Much prayer, much power. Much prayer, amen, much power. And the Lord will use us as he wills. Amen. Praise God. So we must com com uh, commit our hearts to the Lord and our mind. Commit our heart and our mind to the Lord and ask for help. Ask for help. As we fast and pray, as we study in the word, there is a sanctifying aspect of the word of God. There is a sanctifying aspect as we are reading the word of God. Amen. By faith, trust the power that is working through you as you read. Trust, amen, it has a cleansing effect. Glory to God. Truth, reading the word of God has a cleansing effect. In the Gospel of John, chapter 17, verse 15 through 19, Jesus is praying for his disciples. He says, my prayer is not that you take them out of the world, amen, but that you protect them from the evil one and that uh, they are uh, not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Look at verse 17. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is true. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is true. As you have sent me into the world, I send them into the world. For, uh, for them, I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. Glory to God in the highest. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. There is a cleansing effect, a sanctifying effect. There is something in the spirit going over us when we pray, and amen, in the time of fasting, and we study the word. Glory to God. Don't let, don't let the secret schemes of the demon, of demons make you to believe that there's nothing happening when you study the word only in your mind. Glory to God. When you study the word, something is transpiring in your spirit. When you read the Holy Scripture, the spirit bear witness that the word is true. The spirit, the Holy Spirit, bear witness that the word is true. When you read the word, the spirit in you hears the voice of God in the word. Amen. And you're sanctified by the truth. His word is truth. Amen. Never minimize nor devalue. Now count a small thing when you read or hear the word of God. Amen. Say again, Bogus. Never minimize, never devalue or count a small thing when you hear or read the word of God. Amen. Because it has a purifying agent, amen, in the word. There's, 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 a, there's a sanctifying power when the, your, your spirit hears the word of God. That's why the enemy, that's why demons are trying to keep you from studying the word. All kinds of distractions, all kinds of things because your desires shift. Your desires shift and all of a sudden, they're losing a faithful servant. They're losing and they understand and they've known and watched man throughout the years that if you start reading that word, you're going to change. And if you change, then I no longer have a body to work my mischief through. Amen. So that there's a warfare that accompany fasting and prayer. Say again, preacher, there's a warfare that accompany fasting and prayer. 
Amen. I, amen. I'm, I'm, I'm not uh, 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 surprised anymore of it of the things that have come up while we're fasting and praying. Glory to God in the highest, because I understand this. Amen. So we're we're, we're asking God in prayer. Amen. Uh, and we're asking for a growing desire for holiness, a growing desire. And this is why we're asking you about the uh, limit your time in social media. This is why we ask, amen, for that, because we recognize that that can be a habit and that can be the things that will distract us from reading the word of God. It can be a snare to your spirit, amen. It can be a snare to your spirit where I'm reading holy things and I turn around and gaze upon and hear all kinds of foolishness and all kinds of stuff. Praise God, amen. So we want you to, amen, and also social media is a thief. It steals the time that you could be doing something else. Glory to God. And, and I myself, I have to watch it, praise God, because it's almost like by habit. You just pick up the phone. Praise God. Amen. It's by habit. So we want you not to have the habit of picking up the phone, but pick up your notes, pick up the book, pick up, praise God, pray for one another. Amen. And come under accountability. Glory to God. So we must submit to the process. Amen. Uh, Total sanctification, which includes, amen, the way we think. It includes the way we think. Again, the word of God has this empowering effect on our mindset. And as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The word of God has a powerful effect on the way we think. And so as we study the word, we're replacing the worldly thought pattern with a godly thought pattern. As we study the word, we are replacing a worldly thought pattern and with a godly thought pattern. Now, my, we're, we're, we're replacing that fleshly or what the, what the Romans 8 called a carnal mind. A carnal mind is intentionally dismantled in the word of, by studying the word of God. Say it again, preacher. A carnal mind is intentionally dismantled when we study the word of God they transition us into a spiritual mind where we don't think carnal, but spiritual. The Bible mentions three states of a man, three states of a man. One is a worldly man. He's unsaved. The extreme opposite of the man is a spiritual man that's filled with the Holy Spirit and he is concentrated on, amen, kingdom thoughts. He's thinking the word, speaking the word of God. In between the two is what we call a carnal man. He's filled with the spirit, but yet he thinks in a worldly way. This man is dangerous. This man is dangerous because you never know what he's going to do. The process of sanctification is an immediate and an ongoing process. Amen. Worldwide, we're set apart for the use of God. Amen. We're cleansed, we're purified, set apart for the use of God. The process is called sanctification. When you study the story of Exodus, when you study Exodus, it is a vivid picture of worldliness in Egypt and being uh, redeemed, being freed from bondage by the Lamb and a journey taking place to a promised land. Uh, Exodus is a very vivid picture. It's a real story with spiritual applications about the bondage that takes place in, amen, living a life of sin, and the freedom 
that comes when we accept Christ. Amen. Uh, for any man that's in Christ, he's a new creation. Glory to God. He's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. There's a new thing working in us. We have to intentionally set our mind, intentionally set our heart, amen, to for that new, for that, uh, amen, that holy thing to manifest. Hallelujah. Our mind don't know a change has come. Glory to God. Amen. And so we have to work it intentionally. Uh, a prayerless life will not yield the things of God. A prayerless life, will, amen, you will find yourself in minimal activity in the spirit. When you have a prayerless life, you'll find yourself minimal, thank you, Holy Spirit, activity in the spirit. Amen. A prayerless life will, uh, will leave the believer wandering or meandering around, lost, not knowing, amen, what to do next, confused about, amen, who they really are in Christ, how, amen, how to walk as sons of God. All of these things, amen, will not manifest, amen, without, amen, without a personal time of prayer, amen, in the secret closet. Close the door. The Father who hears in secret, amen, will reward you openly. The Father who hears in secret, every believer must have a secret place. The more you pray, the more you pray. The more you intercede, the more you learn intercession. And there's nobody, and there's no way, no workshop that can accomplish this for you. Amen. It's a God thing. It's a thing that you have to do to your, to, for yourself. Amen. Let me press forward. The church, the body of Christ, cannot fulfill its God-given purpose in the earth without fully understanding and continually embracing the complete ministry of the Holy Spirit. We will not finish our course, glory to God, unless we yield to this process, sanctifying to come out from the world, not love, not have heart for, not have passion for worldly things, because all that's in the world is lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, and the pride of life. That's all that's in the world. Amen. We cannot fulfill uh, uh God-given assignment in the earth realm, in whether collectively or individually, until we yield to the process of, amen, uh, sanctification, understanding the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. The other thing that is important is this. We got to get this in our heart. Amen. The hypocrite is one of the most dangerous enemies to the body of Christ. Amen. Because the hypocrite masquerades amen, around pretending that he or she is a, uh, uh, that he or she is something that they're not. Praise God. Something that there's not. In reality, they do not have what they pretend they possess, whether spiritually or morally. It's a hypocrite. Amen. And it, it, it's, 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 it's a bad example of who God really is and how the spirit works. A hypocrite is. Because they're pretending they have a moral standard, which means the spirit of God has worked in me or working in me, and a spiritual gifting that they don't really possess. The result of this charade is giving the body of Christ in the world a false sense of how, who and how the Holy Spirit works, amen, in us. 
Amen. The charade is very dangerous because it gives the body of Christ a false sense in the world. The world looks upon that and says, is that the way, is that really the way Christians are supposed to be? So the hypocrite is dangerous. That masquerade, that charading, pretending like, have something that they don't really possess. Glory to God. Beloved, amen. Love the phase that you're in. Wherever you are in the spirit, amen, love it. Feel no need in no environment whatsoever to masquerade as though you have something that you don't possess, amen. There's no need for that. Whatever phase, whatever level of growth you have, love it, appreciate it, thank God for it. And then every time the Holy Spirit gives you another place, amen, jump up another notch. Glory to God. But there's there's no need, pride will always foster, amen, the life of the hypocrite. Because it feels like, amen, I got to be something before somebody. Glory to God. Amen. Uh, so the result of this charade is a false sense. Amen. And you got people thinking, oh, this person is all of that. In reality, no, they're not. Amen. They're just masquerading around like a spiritual giant. But in private, they're crying because they hurt their toenail. Amen. So that that <laughs> praise God. It's a it's a show. It's a pretending. It's the most dangerous thing to the church. Amen. Is a hypocrite. One of the most dangerous things. Amen. For a, a hypocrite is a very bad imitation of the way the Holy Spirit operates. The hypocrite is a very bad imitation imitator of the way the Holy Spirit operates. Because ultimately. You're going to be confronted with demons. And we, we put, amen. And if we pretend to have a power that we don't possess, amen, warfare will always expose your real level of power. Talk, man of God. You war, spiritual warfare will always expose your real level of maturity. Amen. Your character, when it comes on display, when you're faced with temptation, will always expose your real level of maturity in the Lord. Say it again. Amen. Warfare will expose your real level, amen, of spiritual maturity. And when we're faced with our temptation, what we like, amen, it will always expose. If the foot soldiers have wearied you, you can't run with the horsemen. It will expose you. Amen. A bad representation. When you read Job 42, when you read Job 42, absolutely a blessing. I think this will apply. When you read Job 42, amen, uh, these men came to uh, some of Job's friends. They came to, uh, you know the storyline, came to, you know, sue Job in his uh, time of uh, uh, suffering. And Job 42, this is what the Lord says, and I'm, I got to get done. Job 42 and 7 says, uh, so it was after the Lord spoke these words to Job that Job said to Eliphaz, the Timnite, Amen. That the Lord said to Eliphaz, the Timnite, God said to him, my wrath is aroused against you and your two friends. For you have not spoken of me what is right as my servant Job has. Now, therefore, take to yourselves seven bulls, seven rams. This going to cost you. Amen. Go to my servant Job and offer up yourselves a burnt offering. And my servant Job shall, amen, pray for you. For I will accept him, at least I deal with you according to your folly. B 
because you, amen, you have not spoken what is right as my servant Job has. When you look at that same passage of scripture in the New Living Translation, starting at verse seven, amen, it says, after the Lord finished speaking to Job, amen, he said to Eliphaz, he turned his attention to Eliphaz, the Timnite, I am angry with you and your two friends, for you have not spoken accurately. That's the key word right there. Accurately about me as my servant Job has. Amen. So take seven bulls, seven rams, go to my servant Job and offer a burnt offering for yourselves. My servant Job will pray for you and I will accept his prayers on your behalf. I'll accept him, but I won't serve except you, I will not treat you as you deserve. This is a picture of great mercy. For you have spoken, amen, you have not spoken accurately about me as my servant Job has. You have not spoken accurately about me. Glory to God. This Job had something on the inside already that gave him the ability to stand the test. Amen. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Amen. Everybody trying to say something wrong with God. Job's wife. Amen. But Job said, Job held fast to his integrity. Amen. So what God said about Job proved true in the end. That's where we got to go. What God, I got to get done. What God said about Job proved true at the end because in, internally he had already given him what he needed to last. That's the point we got to get. Glory to God. God bragged on Job because he knew what was in him. That's the point we're getting to. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to his name. It's the internal working of God through the power of the Holy Spirit that gives us the ability to stand the test. It's the internal power. Amen. And our mindset, whatever Job went through, he says, in, uh, whether his body whether he lost his, all of his children and possessions. In all of this, he did not charge God with wrong. His mindset was right. His heart was steadfast in the Lord. And though he slayed me, he said, yet will I trust him. Amen. His mind got off, but he never charged God with wrong. This is where we're going. When the Spirit of God is working in us, we're able to stand the test with integrity with boldness, with clarity, amen, with accuracy, we'll speak about God. This is the thing we're going to. May the power of the Spirit rise up in you. Ephesians 3 and 20 says, Now unto him, amen, who is able, now unto him, glory to God, uh, who is able to do, amen, he's exceedingly, all, exceedingly, abundantly, above all the work, amen, that work in our spirit, amen, the power that worketh in us, not unto him who's able to do exceedingly and abundantly. Above all, we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all, we can ask or think according to the power that's working in you. I got this word and I got to get out of here. There's a power working in you, amen, that's from on high. There's a power working in you if indeed you're born again. There's a power that wants, like there's a fire that the only way it can burn, you got to give it more fuel. 
give it more of you. The only way it can be on fire and not just smoldering, it take more wood. It take more of you. Amen. During this fast, hallelujah, We, amen, my heart desire and my prayer to God is that you put more of you on the altar. That's the only way the fire can burn bright. That's the only way, glory to God, God is satisfied, is that you become a burnt offering. Amen. Every week, put more of you on the fire. Yes, yes, as a suffering. Yes, amen, you seem like you're giving up all. Yes, amen, you seem like, amen, you're backed into a corner. Yes, you seem like, amen, you're being taken advantage of. Oh, yes, amen, but amen, this is the process. This is our suffering, amen, that we we run face-to-face with. Christ suffered in the flesh. Arm yourself also with the same mind. The power of God is in us to sanctify us, to make us ready to be used by the master. My time is up, but my spirit is not up. Amen. Amen. I want you to, amen, to begin to ask, ask. Everything mentioned in every week is attainable if you ask. Everything mentioned in every week is attainable if you ask. Ask the Lord. Ask, seek, knock. Ask, seek, and knock. Amen. Whatever it is, ask. If you're struggling in any way, ask the Holy Spirit to help you in that in area, sanctify you. If you're a person to get angry easy, ask. If you're a person, amen, that, amen, you tend to yield to foul language, ask. You're a person that soothe yourself by swiping the credit card, ask. Ask the Lord to deliver you. Ask the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. Fast. Amen. Is your here's the question, and I'm done. Is your all on the altar? That's what I want to leave you with. And I gotta go home. Is your all on the altar? Is your all? You got a question about the fast and how much and eating. That's just your flesh trying to find a way to be comfortable in an uncomfortable time. That's just your flesh trying to find a way to be comfortable. Fasting is not designed to make you comfortable. Fasting is not designed to make you feel a little something, but not know when you fast, it's a sacrifice. I cannot offer to God something that, amen, did, that did not cost me. It has to cost. You have to feel this thing. Glory to God. That's just your flesh trying to find a way to be comfortable while you fast. There's no such thing. We are, we are afflicting our soul for the purpose, the betterment of walking, amen, in a sanctified way to be used of God for the work of his ministry and to walk circumspectly as to please God. This is the this is the thing, beloved. This is the thing, beloved. Your flesh got all kinds of questions on how I can get it. I can just, what can I do? What can I get away with? Amen. That's what that flesh, that's the voice of the flesh. What can I get away with? I mean, can I can I watch TV? Can I not know? What did the Holy Spirit tell you? Can you hear the voice of God? Amen. That's what your service, that's what your schedule is like. What did the Spirit tell you to do? How did the Spirit, how did the Spirit order your fast? Glory to God, did you ask? Amen. That's all it is, your flesh trying to find a way to do as minimal as possible and then get as much as, amen, get a great outcome. God is not, amen, in that at, at all. Glory to God in the highest. I'm sorry to tell you. That's just your flesh trying to find a way to do as minimal as possible. Amen. You got to have days where you, you got to have time in the 40 days where you, where you feel it. Yeah, you get the blahs. Yeah, you get the headache. You, Amen. Yes, you feel, yes, you. Yeah, it, that's part of fasting. 
Amen. We're not trying to set you up so you can be comfortable for 40 days. No, ma'am and no, sir. It got to cost you something to suffer for the name of Christ. My time is up. My spirit is riled in the name of Jesus. Father, we bless you. We thank you. We magnify you. We adore you. We lift you, extol you, exalt you. Amen. Your name is above all, every name. You alone are worthy, Father. We yield to the sanctifying power of your spirit. All things that are of the Son, you, amen, that of yours, you've given to the Son. And what that is, what of the Son, you've given, the Son is given through the Spirit. And through that, we have fellowship and understanding and power from on high. That whatsoever things that are done in heaven can be done on earth. And we are your ambassadors, your high-level representatives on the earth realm. Amen. That your will may be manifested and fulfilled, amen, as we are here on the earth. We bless you. We thank you. We give you praise. You alone are God and our healing and our deliverance. In Jesus' name, amen.